What is up, Hype Squad? It's Patricia Hartley, and it's time for your Late Night Hype. On this Tuesday, February the 11th, 2020, and we broadcast it live from the OSI, actually, not the OSI, the Tech Common Studio here in Orlando, Florida, and this is your Late Night Lineup. Up first, we get to know our guest co-host, Miss Shy Surprise. What's up, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in Hype Squad Chronicles, we share how students can use campus resources to improve their mental health health. Very important. Plus, we recap on the Academy Awards, the UCF established her summit, and tell you the newest congressman being honored by the NAACP. We then wrap it up with our late night hype updates and the empowerment quote of the day. I'm looking at Shad because Shad <laughs> provided us with the empowerment quote of the day, so I'm definitely excited to share. And please remember that while late night hype focuses on higher education, we are in no way affiliated with any college or university, including the University of Central Florida, but here at Late Night Hype, we do encourage all of our listeners to reach higher. And we want you to weigh in, Hype Squad. Just use our name, hashtag Late Night Hype, that's Night with a K, and follow us on SoundCloud for immediate notifications. <laughs> all right, Hype Squad, you know what time it is. It's time to get to know our guest co hosts. Born in northern Haiti, she immigrated to the United States in October of 2004. After graduating from Miami Lakes Educational Center, she moved to Orlando and began her undergraduate career at Valencia's College West Campus. Shy has always had a heart for people and enjoys engaging others in conversation. Shy's college years have not been struggle-free. During the spring semester of 2018, Shy started therapy at the Counseling and Psychological Services Center at the University of Central Florida, an experience she says has been life altering. Now a senior majoring in integrative general studies with a minor in psychology, welcome for the first time <laughs> on the show, Shaika. Surprise. Hello, that everyone. Right? Yeah, that's correct. I don't typically call her her full name. See, I know her by Shy, but yeah, I, I wanted you shy. to introduce yourself because this is her first time being on the show. I know it's it's like, it don't seem like you know her for the first time. No, because I've been passing this young lady on <laughs> campus a lot, um, but this is her fi first time ever being with us. So tell our audience who you are, a little bit about yourself, and then what or who inspired you to go to college. Okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Shaika. Surprise. I go by Shy for short, but you know, I'm not shy. I'm actually very outgoing, very very extroverted. Um, so who inspired me to go to college? So really there are two people. Um, so my grandfather and my mom. Okay. My grandpa came to the U.S. in the 90s um, and he worked very hard and very diligently um, to make sure that all his kids and all his grandkids could be here um, to have the opportunities here that we were not afforded back home. Yeah. And my mom, she made a very big sacrifice and um, allowing us to leave her side to come mm. to the U.S. Um, when you say allowing to leave her side, why don't you just give us a little bit more? Where is your mom now? So my mom is in Haiti. Uh, <laughs> she lives in Okap, northern Haiti. Okay. Um, and we we left Haiti in 2004, my siblings and I. Okay. Um, so I was seven years old at the time. It was like two months before my eighth birthday. Okay. Um, and that is the time that my mom got to raise me from okay. birth until seven, almost eight. Okay. Yeah. Wow, that's different. That's a, it's a sacrifice. It definitely is. Um, what was it like, though, during that time between, you know, zero and seven, right? Tell us a little bit about that experience in Haiti. Yeah, uh, it was great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it was amazing. Um, and we had been privileged to have people, 
in the states. Um, so there were provisions that were made for us um, that typically, you know, people wouldn't get. Um, so my mom, my mom's a, a woman who likes to hustle. She has her little business going on down in Haiti. Um, so she goes to the Dominican Republic and she purchases things and she comes back home mm-hmm. and she sells them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so growing up, I got to see my mom be a businesswoman. Wow. And firsthand. <laughs> firsthand. Um, as far as like atmosphere and everything, so we lived outside the major city. We were like two hours outside the major city um, and so it was a very small town everybody knew everybody okay. it was very uh, very interpersonally connected um, school was good uh, my siblings and I and all of my cousins like literally everybody lived down the street from everybody yep. so it was cool what up cuz um, call them across the street <laughs> if you wanted to <laughs> yeah life was good actually um, especially as a child you know not having as many responsibilities and just being able to be free mm. um the one thing that I, I sincerely miss about being back home um, is just being able to just be in nature. Because we lived outside the city and our family had land and everything. So, like, <laughs> it was cool. Like, you know, you can go hiking, um, you know, go to, like, the, the rivers and things like that, waterfalls. Yeah. It was very, very nice. Some beautiful beaches in Haiti. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gorgeous. So, Labadee, where I'm from, like, the... The nicest beach is Labadi, and there's like actually a resort there that you can go to, so it's really cool. Let me go on. But I mean, you gotta have American dollars though, so that's how they operate over there. Okay, all right. Um, Well, it sounds like you had a very unique experience, so thank you for sharing that part with us. So go ahead and let us know a little bit about how you transitioned though from Haiti then to come over to America. Um. So. My grandfather and my grandmother, they they had their plans. Um, Unfortunately, their plans were cut short. My grandmother, she died of a stroke. And so we had to come immediately um, because the the funeral was coming up and that was actually like our transition, leaving Haiti to coming to the US, Mm -hmm. um, surrounding, you know, a lot of pain and heartache. It was a a good move, um, I would say. Although I don't think the time was convenient for my grandfather and everything that he was going through. Right. Um, but because that was their dream, he continued with that anyways. Um, and so my siblings and I, you know, we moved to the States. We lived with my grandfather um, from third grade until, well, for me, because, I mean, I'm younger than the others, than the boys. Uh, so from third grade until about seventh grade, mm-hmm. um, I lived with my grandfather. Um, it was different. Yeah. <laughs> I miss my mom so much. (laughs) (laughs) It's mama. Yeah. Um, So living in the U.S., I don't think I was really prepped for um, because everybody was always working. Okay. So when I was back home, even though my mom, she had her little business, like we were at the house, you know. Mm -hmm. So but here it's like people go away to work. Yeah. And so there were... You know, there were days where, like, the older kids would babysit. Like, sometimes we would be with my cousins. Um, so it was it was different. And we didn't have as much trees around. Like, <laughs> I had to get used to that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very much a nature person. I mm-hmm. love to be outside. Um, I love to do anything physical outside. So canoeing, hiking, things like that. Okay. Yeah. 
I will admit that I'm a small town girl myself, and so I'm from a small town in Texas where basically everybody knew everybody. So I made that joke about like calling your your cousin from across the street because literally, <laughs> yeah, it was we like would that. call my cousin from like across the street. I mean, my grandmother lived next door to me. My great grandmother before she passed away lived right behind my grandmother. Um, I had an uncle who lived across the street. All the property that we're on is on as well as family owned. So I definitely know what you mean. The nature outside when you live in the country, you, it's always go outside and play for my family. It's like, go outside and play. Oh, mama, I'm bored. Girl, you better go outside and play. <laughs> like, you know, it was really one of those. So I get yeah. you. Like, I miss it, too. Have you been able to get into, like, a little bit more of the outside here in Florida? I have. Um, Jay Blanchard Park, down the street from UCF. I love that Shout place. out to Jay Blanchard. Right? Yes. Like, they're, they're good. Um, so typically, I would uh, do the bike trail. Um, I go to Lake oh, Claire. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Take that back. You said you do the bike trail. Yeah, like, full thing. For, go and come back. I just walk. You know, I'm like, oh, my God, the, the Blanchard Park. <laughs> yeah, I mean, walking is nice, too, because, you know, the river's right there. Yeah, you but right you actually there. bike. Yes. You got a special bike kind of thing? No, it's just a bike. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you like outside for real on another level. Um... So why UCF then? You know, you talked a little bit about how you grew up in Haiti, but then it was your grandparents' dream to bring y'all over here so that you can have a better future. You did that, and then you had an opportunity to go to, it sounds like maybe a junior college or a community college before you went to a university. Yes. Um, so while I was at Valencia, I met some amazing, amazing people, one of them being Rudy Darden. Um, he was my first collegiate mentor, like my first mentor in college. And he really pushed me to want better for myself. Yeah. Um, during the time that I met him, um, life was kind of slow. Um, I was trying to, you know, like get by with school and everything. And then he used this term, academically adrift. You're just like going with the waves. Mm, say yeah. that again, academically adrift? Academically adrift. Okay. Does that mean I'm still passing, but I'm just going with whatever? Yeah, like mediocre. You just... Okay. I'm not really by. putting not... forth much effort. I'm just, just getting by. Okay. And um, so from the conversations that I had with him, he really just like empowered me to do better for myself uh, because just getting by wasn't enough. It's not. Um, and so we, we talked a lot about what an education means, what it meant for him, what it will mean for me, and how it impacted his life and how it can impact my life. Um, of course, I already knew, because I mean, I'm Haitian, I'm from Haiti, so it's like, you have to go to school, there's no choice. Okay. So I already knew like the value of education, but I was just in a point in time where, uh, I want to say the fire wasn't as strong, mm -hmm. um, where I was now a young adult, you know, trying to get by. And at that point in time, I wasn't very focused. And so the conversations that I had with him really steered me in the right direction. And he does this thing with his students where, you know, you write a letter to your future self mm. about, it says, Dear Education. Um, and he, he talks to us about how education is really an investment in yourself um, and, and what the returns should be and what the returns will look like. Um, and so he came to UCF um, and he had a great experience here and we talked about that. And then after graduating from Valencia, I came here. Yes, so we can say that you had a mentor basically who basically, who essentially inspired you. 
Right. So would you say that mentors are very important in students' lives? <laughs> Absolutely. Man, not just one. You need like five, oh, ten maybe. You give know? me more on that. How many <laughs> can you tell me how many mentors you have? Ooh, okay. For example. So uh, Professor Darden, Miss Tammy, Tammy Nado. Shout out to Miss Tammy. <laughs> yes. Belinda Hyperlite. Shout out to Miss Belinda. Or should I say Dr. Hippolyte? Let Dr. me go put a correction on that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, many others. Um, Wayne Jackson. Oh, shout out to Wayne. He's yeah. the director of MASS at the University of Central Florida. Yeah, so I, I have all of these people who really just empower me and help keep me, you know, on the right path. Yeah, I love it. Um... Are you involved here in college? You kind of talked a little bit about some of your mentors, but are you involved here in college? And then talk to us a little about some of the organizations you're involved in and also why. Okay, so I actually met Miss Tammy while I was still at Valencia. Um, there was this college fair kind of thing um, for former foster care youth, and that's how I met her at that fair. Um, and so I connected with her there. So coming into UCF, I already had a connection on campus. Mm. And so... When I got here, um, you know, like I kept up with her. Um, I I made sure I, I told her what my plans were, um, what I was up to, and so she works for Mass. Mm -hmm. She's an advisor at Mass, and so I started volunteering at Mass. And then within like six months or so, I got a job at Mass. Really? Yeah. You heard her. She said she volunteered, and then ultimately it led to what? A job. Sh shut your mouth, girl. Yeah. Shut that's up. how you gotta do That's it. how you. That's you know, you and it. it's not, everybody doesn't necessarily go that route, but when you find somebody who's a great mentor, it seems like, you know, you connected with Tammy so much that you was like, I will volunteer in your office. And then it led to something larger than that. Tammy. Right. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm the vice president of Sister to Sister. Um, it's a, you're writing. <laughs> Sister to Sister is a program through the Mass Office um, that empowers collegiate women. So we build community and we we help keep each other accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so we do different things. So we focus on social unity, financial literacy, academic excellence. Um, those are three of our main pillars. Okay. I love that. And I think um, there was the established her summit that happened this past weekend and one of the things that we were talking about was how in terms of performance women are very good at performing very well and making it seem as if n nothing is going wrong outside of that but most of the time in my experience the young girls that I speak with they're not always having trouble with academics it's really personal things that they're typically struggling with but you can't always see that through academics so I think a program like Sister to Sister is amazing and phenomenal for students you want to talk about some of the things y'all are doing alright so this Thursday we're having a social oh it's Thursday this Thursday so uh, room 223 um, in the student union it's on the second floor okay uh, it's at 5 o'clock 5 to 7 p.m. so come by if you want more information about sister to sister or about mass please like I highly 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 encourage you all to stop by the mass office 154 in the student union it's literally right across from where the police office is the police community services office um, so in mass Lots and lots of opportunities. So let me tell you about what I've been able to do before I tell you about these opportunities. Uh, so I have met several of the faculty and staff. Um, so I met uh, Dr. Whitaker when he was here. 
Wow. Uh, Thad Seymour. Dr. Dooley is absolutely amazing. If you don't know who Dr. Dooley is, I highly encourage you to find out. Um, who else? Uh, Candice Bridge. She's she's awesome. Uh, she works in the chemistry department. She's a chemist. <laughs> yes, yeah, she, she And a is. researcher at that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got connected with uh, MSC, uh, SJA, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of different groups. So yeah. I'm very well connected on campus because I'm a student at Mass. Yeah. Like if you don't know what Mass is, if you're trying to get connected, it's a one-stop shop. Just mm-hmm. go in the office, mm-hmm. talk to somebody, they'll help you out. Um, if you ever just need a place to hang out, you can always just come through, uh, do your homework. We have computers, free printing. Free printing? If you need advising, Miss Tammy's there, Mr. What? Jones is there, yes. Miss Josefina is there. Yes. Um, so Shout out to Multicultural <laughs> Academic Support Services. You got that job in that office, baby, for a reason. <laughs> I love this. So if you're a former foster care student or homeless, if you're a DACA Dreamer student, if you're a transfer student, if you're first generation, we have something for you. So come by and see us. Uh, we also have scholarships available. Stop by the office, pick up an application, free money. Not a ring, but some funds, <laughs> but some funds. <laughs> um, you talked a little bit about, you mentioned the first-generation student. Do you mind sharing? Are you a first-generation student? I am a first-generation student. Shout so, out to first-gen. as I was saying before, you know, I'm from Haiti. Um, so, interesting story. So, my father's side of the family um, are well-educated. So, my grandpa came here, you know, brought his kids. So I have in my dad's side of the family um, nurses and business owners. Um, so my uncle Markenzie has a shop down in Miami, Markenzie Car Care, shameless plug. Okay. Uh, Surprise Electrics here in Orlando, another shameless plug. Okay, family. <laughs> <laughs> and then my aunts are nurses. Nice. So they take care. They nurture. <laughs> Very much so. Um, but my mom's side of the family is not the same. So I'm actually teaching my mom how to read right now. So I was there over uh, the break. So I started with her, te- taught her the ABCs, and now I'm doing it over WhatsApp where I'm like teaching her like how to spell out her name and things like that. Um, so education for me is very, very important because I've seen the difference that it makes. Yeah, like firsthand. And <laughs> uh We've always, we always hear that, you know, knowledge is power. But I don't think we ever really sit down and, like, analyze it and see how that is. Um, and so I know for a fact that I want to impact this world in some way. Um, and in order to do that, I have to be well-educated. I have to be well-versed in certain things. So, yeah. I think you're doing a fantastic job. <laughs> I think you're already on the right track and you're giving some great advice. Um, speaking of advice and speaking of women and support, um, there was an amazing UCF Establish Her Summit this past weekend. Um, how did you learn about the summit? And then what do you think were some takeaways that you can share with the audience? Okay, another reason why you need a mentor and you need to be connected. Uh huh. All right. So the first Establish Her Summit happened February of 2019. Sure, it did. It did. So I was, I had the opportunity to actually sit in the room while they were planning it. Because I was with Miss Tammy, you know. I was a little Shadowing her. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mentor, mentee. Come on, baby. Let me show you what these meetings like. Right. And so I was able to sit in there and hear the conversations that were had. And really, 
um, the focus was empowering women. And then we, what, some of the conversations that, that were had surrounded around, um, well, how does that happen? Like, what does it mean to be a woman? You know, and things like that. And it was it was very, very, very empowering and very enlightening yeah. to hear some of the conversations. Um, we actually in, engaged in a um, great conversation with a one of the licensed therapists here on campus, um, Dr. Tamara. I'll just throw it out there like that. I won't give you the full thing of everything because our goal is to have her on the show so you can really know her first, last name, credentials, and all that good stuff. I was stuff. about to tell everything. Uh, you about to tell everything? Uh-huh. Well, tell us a little bit of something because ultimately I do want to talk about the importance of mental health and just the direction that you've gone and what that was like for you. So you want to talk about a little bit about Dr. Chandra first, or are you going to talk about your experience first? Um, I mean, we could do it together. Okay. Because I think they're they're intertwined, they're interconnected. Um, so actually, Tamara Walden is my therapist, and she is amazing. Yeah. Um, so when I first met her, to be honest, like, I mean, like, I needed help. I know I needed help. I was facing some difficult things, um, but I don't know, like, the first two sessions. It was kind of slow. And then afterwards, it started picking up. Um, so, you know, Tamara, she has a heart for students here yeah, on campus. Like, she, she really, really very sincerely cares. Um, and it shows, like, the impact, like, her impact, it shows. Um, and personally, I've been able to engage in conversations and understand my friends and myself a different way because of the experience that I've had with her. Hmm. Um, wow. Yeah. What did it take in order for you to take that step to say, hey, you know what? These services are available on campus. And just to let you know, these are free services for students. So if you are a, specifically if you're a UCF student, you're full-time, you do have access to um, CAP services. And if you have any questions about that, you can always visit the CAPS website. Um, but what was it, what do you think it took in order for you to feel comfortable going into CAPS to utilize their services? I think there's always a, a level of fear um, just not knowing what it's going to be like. For me, uh, it took a phone call from my sister mm. and for her to share some things with me. And I was just like, and the way that it, it impacted me um, was something I wasn't ready for. It was literally like right before I took my midterms, um, spring 2018, I was just like, yo, like, what is life right now? Like, what, yeah. am, I, what am I doing? Yeah. And um, so, you know, took a couple failed exams sleepless nights mm. and I was like alright I need help like you know like I know I need help but like I really needed to acknowledge that I needed help and then you know I walked into CAPS and during my intake I was just like fighting back tears I'm like yo like I'm really just about to have a breakdown um, but yeah but then I got connected with Tamara mm-hmm. and things have been good since then good um, improvements lots and lots of growth um, you also, we also kind of had an opportunity just to let y'all know at the Establish Her Summit, me, you, um, Dr. Tamron, um, it was another student, Ja'Cory Lewis, we all kind of got a chance to kind of stand around and talk. Stephanie was there as well, but we just kind of got a chance to like really stand around and chat and also talk a little bit about not just one-on-one therapy, but then also group therapy as well. Um, tell me a little bit about group therapy. Have you ever done group therapy? And if so, tell us about that experience. So um, I do group with Tamara. It's called Black Empowerment. Um, it's at CAPS. Um, so there's 
there's something just like healing about being able to express your pain and mm-hmm. having people see you and understand and empathize. Um, so group has been really, really good. I'm trying to remember the question. No, I was just asking <laughs> about the different experience between one-on-one therapy and then also group therapy. Yeah, so I I actually canceled my one-on-one and I'm strictly doing group now. Wait a minute, what? Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. Um, what led to that? Is it that your group therapy sessions were so empowering that you were like, hey, I think I'd, I'm going to put all my energy in the group therapy? I mean, you can always go back to one-on-one. But right. But that is precisely what happened. I felt so much growth happening in group within that space that I wasn't feeling at my one-on-one. I just like, mm, okay, I can cancel this and keep that part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with how Tamara runs the group um, and the different strategies strategies that she uses um, in order to help us to feel safe and secure enough to be courageous within that space to actually share. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And talking to Dr. Tamron, I was like, let me get up in here and do something because she's just such a, her passion, it seeps through so deeply that if you speak to her, you can feel her passion. So I just want to give a shout out to Dr. Tamron. I can't wait to have you on the show. Can't <laughs> That'll wait to be have amazing. You yeah. Um, I also want to remind students um, about the importance of involvement. So we're talking about like mental health. We're talking about like um, some of these involvement things that Shy is a part of. We're talking about like mentorship and all these good things. But one of the things that I want to go back to that she talked about was how she connected with Miss Tammy prior to arriving to the UCF campus. Um, it is important for you to connect with a community on campus, um, but then also to remind you that there are resources on campus that are free for you to take advantage of. And at most institutions, and I can only speak for UCF, at UCF though, um, check on their website. Um, I'll give it to you here a little bit later so that you can um, review some of the services that they have. And in addition to that, um, determine if it's something that you want to take advantage of. All right. Um, Why do you think mental health is important? And then how do you maintain a healthy lifestyle? What does that look like? Because I got to ask before we leave. So everyone doesn't have a mental illness, but everyone has mental health. Mm. And that's actually something I heard from the Establisher Summit. So okay, then shout out to the person who summit. said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so it's very, very important. And the stigma around it is really something that hurts specifically the black and brown communities. Um, and so that's why I'm very open about speaking about my journey so that we can lower the stigma and um, inform people lo- about what it's really like. Um, there's just there's so much that can be said about that. Um, but it's important because in, in order to be like a self-actualized person, you have to understand who you are. You have to be aware of your own emotions, your own feelings, your needs. Your needs are very, very important. And you have to know how to meet those needs. And you have to know how to um, basically request for the people in your life to meet those needs. Um I want to say this the right way. There are there are times where within relationships, our needs are not met because one, we don't know what our needs are, and two, because we're not verbalizing our needs. Mm. And so it's important for us to be self-aware enough to do that. Okay. That's good. And I think that it kind of showcases to people how to treat you right. as well. I'm um, setting boundaries as well. And I think um, one of the things that 
therapy can teach us is how to set those boundaries, but also set those boundaries in a healthy way that's appropriate, not only for you, but also the other person. And in addition to that, remind you that you can't control other people's feelings. Because I think sometimes we try to, and now I'm getting into just personal stuff. It's just like, (laughs) "Mm -mm, you can't control nobody else, but you can control yourself. I think within the black community, especially within black Americans, because trauma is generational, um, it's in our epigenetics. And so you're talking about, you know, people, generations, you know, of slavery, right? And then you go through Jim Crow. And then now, you know, the new era Jim Crow. So there's a, there's all of this trauma that we've accumulated over all of this time period. Yeah. And we're just walking around with it with no release. Mm. It's like a volcano that's ready to erupt. Mm. And so it's important that we, we take care of our mental health. Agree, agree. And thank you for showing us better than you can tell us. <laughs> you know, I think sometimes people be like, oh, you can definitely go get help. And then you ask them, so have you ever gone to therapy? And they're like, no. And it's like, well, why would you recommend that to somebody? And, you know, they've never taken advantage of it. What's next for Shy that you're excited about? Um, I just want to say something before, before we finish. Okay. Okay. So when you go to CAPS or any, uh, any, uh, therapy services so there is a confidentiality agreement so like if my therapist was here even if I acknowledge that she's my therapist she cannot confirm or deny so that that's how like strict that confidentiality agreement is like they're not even allowed to use pronouns they can't say he or she Mm. so I think a lot of times people are worried about their information or their business being out but when you go to therapy that's not the case like your therapist cannot disclose any kind of information without you signing off on it. And the only time that they don't need permission is like if there's like a court order or something mm. like that. Okay. So like that's something extreme. But as far as your your business being out in the streets, that's likely not going to happen. Um, so I just want everyone to know, you know, if you go to therapy, if you decide to visit CAPS or uh, there's a trauma center in the psych building, if you decide to go there. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that. You, your information is protected. Okay. Thank you for sharing. Um, so what, now I can get to the right question. <laughs> um, what is next for you that you're excited about? What's next for me? Um, it's my last year. <gasps> when you graduate? You graduated December, in the 2020? December 2020. Two zero. I don't I know. even know. I feel like I'm going to go back and look at this and be like, was that a crypt? <laughs> what kind of sign? What are you doing, girl? Oh, please don't. <laughs> don't. I won't. Don't worry. I am not. I am only a child of God. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, there's so much that has happened with me since I began therapy. Like, okay. So, y'all, I found my life's purpose. So, praise God for that. Praise um, God. So, I, I have a heart for people. Like, if you are someone who knows me or if you know anyone who knows me, like, they will tell you, like, I absolutely love people. I love to be around people. I, I love to help people. And I, I found a place where I can do that. Um, so, I'm going to go to school or grad school. So... I'm, like, on the fence right now because I'm trying to, like, do more research and find out. Mm -hmm. So I'm either going to do my master's in counseling education with a focus on mental health or I'm going to do MSW, master's in social work. Oh. And then get licensed. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, I want to get my Ph.D. in Christian counseling. 
So that's that's the goal for now. Crystal, so you know, make sure I'm holding. <laughs> you know, when you're dealing with children of the board, you know, but you ain't called. See, I'm a child of God, but I ain't called. <laughs> no, 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 no. All are called. called. Mm, but few are chosen. Praise him. I know a little bit of the. You know, sinners know a little bit of the Bible. We know a little bit of the Bible. <laughs> That's good though, Shy. That's amazing. Okay, you gotta let me know what you decide that you're finally gonna do, and then I gotta have you back on whatever show I'm doing at the time, <laughs> so you can like follow up with yeah, us. Yeah, I, I got you. Um, so, man. Okay, so if you're not eating right, that can affect your mental health. So it's important, you know, to keep up to keep a balanced diet, a healthy diet. So like, you know lower the amount of McDonald's that we eat, you know? McDonald's. Because all of that processed stuff is not good for you. You actually... I don't eat anymore. Did you know you have neurons in your belly? Oh, my gosh. She's trying to speak so languages know, I'm not familiar so you, with. you know when you get, like, that gut feeling? Like, I feel it. <laughs> I mean, I feel it now. Okay, yeah, but like, you get like that feeling. That's, that's, that's your brain talking, you know? Ah, Okay. Um, so it's important that we eat right. Uh, make sure you eat fruits, fresh fruits, and vegetables. That's very, very important. If you're going through a depressive episode, just get up, just walk, jump, dance, do something. Just get blood moving in your body, get blood pumping. Um, if you're someone who loves to be around people and you find yourself withdrawing, oh, that that was me. Oh. <laughs> Not returning Call calls. Not returning calls. Not returning messages. Um, not oversleeping. Yourself. Just not feeling energized to do anything. Yeah. 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 Okay. Call someone, you know, engage in conversation. Go to a park somewhere. Walk around. Yeah. Walk. Walking will be your best friend. Working out, I found, is just helpful. It just kind of like re rejuvenates you even when like I've had bad days and then I work out and it's like okay I feel a little bit better I yes. still need to call my mama and talk to her I'm not making it seem like I don't still need to talk to somebody but I, I found exercise helps me to chill out in terms of if I'm having a bad day yeah absolutely um, exercising is very good because it releases you know good chemicals in your brain and, and that helps alleviate your mood okay awesome yeah all right thank you shy so that was um a great conversation with you. I was going to go into our Hype Squad Chronicles, which is our advice column. Do you mind if I go into that? Yeah, absolutely. So we can help this student out. So, y'all, Hype Squad Chronicles is our advice column where we take questions or concerns or topics submitted by the Hype Squad and we discuss it on the show. Today's question comes from Sheena from the University of Central Florida. Thank you, everybody who is tuned in right now on our <laughs> Facebook Live. We appreciate it. Um, she says, it's not that my family never believed in therapy. We were just not familiar with it. After attending some group therapy sessions in college, I really fell in love with the idea of therapy and realized the benefits. How can I encourage more of my friends to go to therapy when I know they can benefit from attending? I think the first thing is, you know, destigmatizing it. Um, usually people think, oh, if you're going to therapy, there's something wrong with you. You're crazy. Like, that's not the case at all. Mm. Um, and that's a negative stigma. I don't, I think people um, don't want to be shamed. And shame is such a big thing. We talk about this a lot yeah. um, in therapy. So that is one of the things that prevents people from moving forward and taking the steps to actually start. So if you're talking about your own mental health and your own journey through therapy with your friends, that that's great. That's like the first step. Um, and learn to be vulnerable. Mm. That's a hard word. It's it's You have to learn how to do it um, because you have to know when to do it. Um, 
But if you're vulnerable with someone, it opens them up to be vulnerable with you. Yeah. And so, love makes love easy. Oh. Why'd you <laughs> say that? Say that part again. That was sweet. Love makes love easy. It sounds so simple, but it sounds so deep at the same time. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm sorry to cut you off. That was just so sweet. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, right. So I got it like love makes love easy. <laughs> So, I made you lose everything. <laughs> yeah, you really did. But it's, it's cool. Um, yeah, so if you're sharing about your experience, it will open up, you know, uh, for people to um, really consider where they are, acknowledge, acknowledge their own needs for them to actually take the steps. Um, so you technically can't make anybody go to therapy. It's something that they have to choose for themselves. Yeah. Um, but as long as there are conversations around it, then that's the first step. Okay. I, I agree with that. And also, you can walk with someone two caps. Just so y'all know. If you're if your friends re- having like a really, really hard time, um, you can walk them over. Um, and then they'll just have you like either like sit in the waiting room or if your friend wants you in the room with them, you can sit in the room with them. Um, but it's important, you know, that people have someone who is there. Um, so yeah, if you're that person and you wanna Take one of your friends or walk with them over to CAPS, please do so. I I completely agree with that. Um, I'm also going to just provide you just some supplemental information to just give you more about um, CAPS um, because we didn't want to leave this segment without stating that this is not a diagnosis. This is not, this is just an honest conversation between us about the importance of our mental health. Now, many college campuses do offer free CAPS and CAPS, I'm sorry, and or counseling services for students, but it does vary campus to campus. If you are not on the UCF campus, we encourage you to research your campus websites and use your campus resources to determine if counseling or therapy is for you. Um, if you are a UCF student, I also encourage you to visit caps.sdes.ucf.edu for more detailed information about utilizing their services. Anything else to add? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> you don't think so? <laughs> I think you did perfect answering, so I don't really have much. Plus, I am still on my journey of finding the right therapist so that we can have um, oh, that's proper sessions. I know. We talked about it at the Establish Her Sermon, by the way. Date. I know it sounds like dating, but you're like dating your therapist, but you're not dating them for real. It's more dating them to see if they're the right therapist for you. Right. That's it. Right. Um, but yeah, it's important to find the right therapist right so uh the black institute is coming up next week wednesday february 19th um so tamra is actually in charge of that it's being done by caps shout out to tamra shout out to caps and i'll also (laughs) if you are a part of our newsletter i'll also include this information in our newsletter but it has to be you have to be on our actual newsletter so i won't necessarily tweet this out but i can tweet out the sdes um, caps information so that you can visit the website right so the black institute is a celebration of blackness as well as uh, raising awareness for mental health here on campus. Um, so there are a couple of different things that will be happening. Um, we will have some of the black or- organizations there tabling and giving out information. Uh, we will also have a segment called How to Shop for a Therapist uh, because it's not one size fits all. So you have to find what's right for you. Okay. Um, so if you're interested, please come out. It's going to be at the Barbara Ying Center. Um, it's close to 
parking services, right? Okay. No. It's visitors. Not I wouldn't say it's close to the visitors or the center. Barbara Ying Center. Um, you can find it on Google. Yes, it is. It is closer to uh, the recreation. Yes, the RWC. Center. It's basically kind of behind there. It's, if you can find parking, you're probably in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's It's true. one of the few places on campus that you can find parking easily. Right. So one of the things that we're doing that's part of that is Black Hair Love UCF. So go ahead and take a selfie, you know, you or a group of you guys, um, and use the hashtag Black Hair Love UCF, as well as hashtag Black Institute UCF. Hashtag Black Institute UCF 2020. Uh, that way we can showcase all of the beautiful blackness and the amazing black hair. Um, as you all know, you know, black hair, it does not look the same on everybody. You know, somebody might be, you know, like a like a My. 4A. Somebody might be like a 4B, like a 3C, you know. Hair, black hair comes in different textures. Yes. Um, and so we want to showcase uh, just how diverse black black hair really is. I agree. What I love about having the hair that I have is that if I want to wear it long and it can be straight, I can do that. If I want my hair to be coily, I can do that. If I want to do some micro braids, I can do that. If I want to do some crochet braids, I can do that. Um, that is what I love, love, love about um, black hair is that you really can. It's so versatile. You can do almost anything. <laughs> almost anything Literally. with it. Switching it up, yeah? Um now, in the next segment, we typically talk about, like, the late-night hype, um, entertainment news. But, unfortunately, we just don't have a whole lot of time left. So, I am going to specifically point out, though, the Academy Awards. So, the Academy Awards was, of course, this past Sunday. I don't want to overly talk about it, and I promise you that I will tweet this out. However, I do want to point out the um, the hair documentary that actually won and it was oh yeah yeah, mm -hmm. yeah it was called hair love it won in the best animated short film category congrats go to both karen rupert tolliver and us director matthew cherry who accepted the award so i wanted to specifically talk a little bit about that and just to let you know some of the information that you're going to be getting either via the newsletter or on twitter will be about the academy awards um congressman Lew congressman lewis he received the naacp honor and we'll talk to you a little bit about the 2020 essence festival lineup um that was also announced so all of those things will be tweeted out unfortunately you don't get to hear us you know overly talk about them because we've already <laughs> talked about some some great things here on the show about the importance of mental health okay so if you are a person out there and you feeling like there's a stigma as it pertains to therapy we just told you everybody it's important that everybody no matter who you are mental health is important all right. Absolutely. Anything else, Sha? I think that's it. All right. In a few minutes, I am going to ask people. I'm going to ask you again how people can get in touch with you. Okay. All right. Y'all remember to leave us a review. We are now on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, and almost anywhere podcasts are played. Whichever platform you listen to you or use, be sure to leave a review and let us know how we doing or what we can do to improve. And thank you again to our guest today, Shy. Thank surprise, you for surprising us. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Surprise, like surprise party. I always say that to people. 
people. I like, love it though. They're like, how do you spell that? No, like surprise, like surprise party. And they're like, what? <laughs> Whoa, they surprised by it. Um, shout out to my cousin Mary. Thank you so much for all of your support as well. I'm listening to all your music. I really am. I'm gonna have to get at you about some sort of a theme song, cause honey, <laughs> like your voice is amazing. Oh, yeah, this is so my cousin if Mary. You, if you need some vocals. Wait a minute. Wait, we got a singer on the show. Girl, back up. I don't even sing in public, but you know I can sing. I can sing a little bit if you got me with a group, you know, because the group make me look good. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you again, Mary, for t- um, always being stay- staying tuned on our Facebook Live. Um, Sha, let us know how they can get in touch with you. All right. So uh, you can go on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Uh, my Facebook is just my name, Shaika Surprise. My Instagram and Twitter, it's Shai, S-H-A-I underscore Surprise. Um, and my Snapchat is Amazingly Shaika. Um, shameless plug. So I'm working on a social media campaign, a social media campaign that... Um, that's aim is to destigmatize mental health and to mm. raise awareness. Uh, so it's called Healing Dot Minds. I lied. It's Healing Minds Dot Worldwide on Instagram. Okay. Um, so I'm just starting this up, so I haven't posted anything yet. Um, but you guys, be sure to follow me. So basically, what I'm going to do is showcase uh, the d- different uh, therapy techniques. So it's not just like the verbal, uh, just sit down and talk. There are different things that you can do, okay. um, as well as different therapists from all different uh, faiths, different backgrounds, different ethnicities, um, just to show just how. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Diverse. How diverse uh, mental health is um, because it's important that people see someone who represents them. Mm. Agree. So be sure to follow me on Instagram. It's healingminds.worldwide. Y'all follow Sha. She can help you get your mind right. <laughs> ah, ah. I'm just letting you know if you need like ideas, I'm that person. Thank you again for being with us, Shy. I so appreciate it. You've been a pleasure. You've been a pleasure. Absolutely. Remember, you can catch us weekdays this spring every semester on Tuesday night. And thank you for your continuous support since our March 2016 debut. Of course, I got to leave you with the quote of the day, also inspired by Miss Shy. Well, it says, Inspired by my mentor, Ooh. Rudy Darden. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you what Rudy says. Rudy says, you must implement cognitive effort and individual investment here and now for then and there. Rudy Darden. Or should we say Shai's mentor? <laughs> so, uh, Darden, he's a professor at Valencia College. Um, he's at the downtown campus right now. Amazing, amazing guy. Very impactful. He does a lot of work within the community. Um, he was uh, a member with the Peace and Justice Initiative. Um, he's actually doing some work here at UCF with ODI. So, you might see him on campus sometime. You might hear of him. Um, he's a great guy. So, yeah. <laughs> Can't make to, wait to meet you, Rudy. And don't forget to leave us a review and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter using the social media hashtag Late Night Hype. And tune in next time for another episode of Late, Late Night, Night Hype. Hype. Good night.